This morning we turn early in John's gospel, early really at the beginning of the ministry of Jesus, the second chapter. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. Woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied. My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so. And the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first, and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best. Till now. What Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. After this, they went down to Capernaum with his mother and brothers and his disciples. There they stayed for a few days. This is the first sign of the glory God is revealing through Jesus Christ. We call it the first miracle. And and sometimes in the realm of miracles, it gets sort of short thrift, you know, because this was the first miracle, but then he went on to cure those who were lame, open the eyes of the blind, open the ears of the deaf, and even raise people from death itself. So turning water into wine seems a little anticlimactic after his later miracles. But there's a lot more in this story than just that face value. We're going to walk our way through this story. And as we do, I want you to keep one thing in mind. Time. Time. It begins on the third day. Does that ring a bell? Sound familiar? On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Now, now Nazareth was Jesus' hometown, but Cana was in the, in the area. And it doesn't tell us, was this a cousin of his wedding or somebody related to the family or just somebody they knew? But, but Jesus' mother, Mary, was there at the wedding. And Jesus and the disciples also were invited a wedding. I want you to think back when you were a kid. A wedding was a magical day. Can you remember? You know, when you're a kid, your days are just sort of the same. But when you went to a wedding, I mean, there was that magical ceremony. And then 
the reception, right? I mean, and come on, we're, we're, we're wedding people. We invented the cookie table. No one else in the world does weddings the way we do weddings. I mean, even now when we get an invitation, it might be for a grandson or granddaughter or, or neighbor. There's just something about a wedding, right? So here is Jesus' mother and Jesus and his disciples at the wedding. And they run out of wine. The third day, maybe it was the third day of the wedding, but whatever happened, they ran out of wine. So Jesus' mother turns to Jesus and says, they have no more wine. And Jesus says, woman, why do you involve me? Oh my goodness, I hope he was ducking fast because if I had called my mother woman, that backhand would have been coming pretty fast and furious, right? Woman, why do you involve me? My hour has not yet come. And then in our translation, there's a new paragraph. So there's a space there. In that space, I, I almost picture Mary going over to him, grabbing him by the ear, lifting him up and taking him over to the servants. But it doesn't say she did that. It doesn't say that Mary does anything or says anything to Jesus. She goes right to the servants and tells them to do whatever he says. So I'm guessing she gave him the look, right? You know the look? Have you gotten the look? Can you give the look? Do moms practice that when they're alone in the mirror? Well, I don't know. I, I'm, that, this is Alan's opinion because it doesn't say that. But Mary didn't do anything. She didn't say anything to him. She just turned to the servants and said, do whatever he tells you to do. And nearby were six stone jars holding 30 to gas. 30, 20 to 30 gallons each. Now this week, some of us, a lot of us have been through some water troubles, right? You know, we, we take water for granted. We had to boil it. We had to remember not to brush our teeth with the water from the sink. Each jar held 20 to 30 gallons. How long would it take us to fill that up? A while, right? But here in Cana of Galilee, there wasn't a spigot, there wasn't a hose, there was only the well. We don't know where the well was. Was the wedding in the center of town so the well was close? Or was the wedding at the home of this family and, and far from the well? It took time to fill six jars, 20 to 30 gallons each, carrying the water. It took time. And then Jesus says, draw some out. We, we picture like a, a dipper and take it to the master of the banquet. And the servants take that to the master of the banquet and he tastes it. He has no idea what has happened. That water has turned to wine. And then he goes to the bridegroom and says, look, I've been doing this my whole life. And everybody, uh, you know, they bring out the good wine first. But when people are a couple sheets to the wind, they, they bring out what my dad used to call the rot gut wine. I know we're not supposed to talk about wine in church, but it's in the Bible. But you, 
you have saved the best for now. You have saved the best for now. Jesus said to his mother, don't involve me. My time has not come. But the wine revealed that it was the right time, that it was the ripe time. What does wine mean? Wine means time spent. Wine means that it is the right, the correct, the ripe time. Think of it. The, the, the vine is pruned back and lies lifeless through the winter. The snow accumulates on it. It looks dead as a doornail. But then when the days lengthen in the spring, it starts to sprout branches and, and leaves. And then as, as the summer gets warmer, buds come out and flowers. And then those flowers are tended by bees through the day. And they bear fruit. The grapes come out and, and hang heavier and heavier as the summer lengthens into early fall. And then at the correct time, at the right time, the ripe time, someone picks those grapes. But they are not instantly wine. No, they take the grapes and do whatever it is they do to them to make them into wine. It takes time for wine, right? There used to be a whole commercial, we'll serve no wine before it's time. Jesus said, it's not yet my time. But Mary knew Mary knew better. Mary, the only person at the wedding who knew who Jesus was, who knew what Jesus was capable of, gives him a push, a shove, and he turns water into wine. Now, we, we, sh we should not think that she saw him practicing as a kid. No, she believed she knew since before he was born that he was the Messiah. She knew who he was, what, what God was going to do through him. She believed in him, and he just needed a little push. And he turned water into wine. And not just any wine, it was good. It was good. And I want you to remember that tomorrow morning. Because why was it good? God can only do good. That's all God can do. Nothing else but good. So we, you and me, are good because God has created us. We spend so much of our life thinking we're not good, thinking we're not worthy. We don't measure up. Quit it. God made you. You are good. Look in the mirror tomorrow morning and know that you are good, that you are created and loved by God. The master of the banquet said, oh, you've done something, something amazing, some, something spectacular because you have saved the best for now. God has saved the best for now, for now. For each and every one of you. Now we can say, oh, well, this is, this is long ago. Now, No, now for God is today. God has saved the best for now for us today. Know that you are good, that you are loved, and God is saving the best for now 
for you for tomorrow and the next day and the day after that. And there's this, this moment in the, the story when they have drawn that, that water and, and it's no longer water, it's wine, and they hand it to the master of the banquet and he tastes it and he did not realize where it came from. He didn't know. He was blind. He couldn't see the miracle that had happened. He couldn't see God moving in that moment. But the servants who drew the water knew. That's us. We are the church. We are the people of God, the family of God today. We are the servants of God. We are the ones that have drawn the water. We are the ones that know. We are the ones that have the secret that God is turning us in from water into wine. We are the ones that know that God is moving in the world, that he's saving the best for now. But everywhere there's people that don't know, that don't see it. It's up to us some way to show them that God is saving the best for now, that Jesus is at work in the world, that miracles are happening all around us, and God is transforming us from who we are to who he knows we can be. Amen.